Thank you for talking to me today in the Judge Business School White Paper podcast. Can you tell me what business model innovation means and why it's so important? Yes, uh, business model innovation is a a concept that's existed for a long time, but uh, it's become more important more recently, um, especially during the e-commerce boom period where we saw many varieties of new business models uh, being launched. And one of the principal differences between business model innovation and other types of innovation is that business model innovation requires a systemic change to the way in which a firm generates its revenues as well as its uh, cost structure as opposed to other types of innovation. For example, if we looked at product innovation, it typically involves a change in the product component, uh, perhaps not the other components like price or the distribution mechanism or the promotion mechanism. Uh, Or if we look at process innovation, it may require a change in the processes, but perhaps not not necessarily the pricing or the cost component and so on and so forth. So therefore, business model innovation uh, in summary is a systemic change in the way the business actually generates revenues as well as its accompanying cost structure. And do you think that if we'd looked to the collapse of Northern Rock and Bear Stearns that we would have been able to see that something was wrong? Yes, absolutely. Um, one of the uh, principal uh, issues uh, in the financial services industry recently is how some of these major financial institutions actually change their business model in order to uh, increase their returns. Uh, part of the problem uh, in the financial markets is that um, as, as the markets become more and more efficient, the only way the banks could potentially make superior returns is by innovating. Um, and they can do two types of innovation here. One is the product innovation. Uh, the other is how they actually innovate their entire business model. And the way they, they've innovated their business model is by leveraging their position, so, which means that they take a much larger debt compared to the amount of equity they have uh, because that allows them to dramatically increase the returns that they can gain from some of the product innovation that is taking place in the marketplace. Uh, Now, one of the problems with such innovation is in the short run, it's possible to make such superior returns, but there's a potential that the market might actually dry up uh, where uh, uh, funding may not be available and therefore uh, it it results in a a system of shocks as as we saw happen. Yes, because with... uh Northern Rock and Bear Stearns, they borrowed short, not long, I think you argued, and then that short-term funding when the housing market in America collapsed, dried up. That's right. Um, uh, One one of the ways, if if you look at uh, Northern Rock in particular, uh, what they were doing is instead of uh, taking in large deposits, uh, which they were doing as well, but they were in addition to that leveraging their positions by borrowing short-term in the money markets and investing longer-term in the the mortgage market. Therefore, there's a mismatch between their funding profile, uh, which is short-term, compared to their lending profile, which is longer-term. The same applies to uh, some of the major collapses in the uh, investment banking industry in the U.S., uh, particularly Bear Stearns and Lehman Brothers, where the, the model was very much a boring short term in, the, uh, in, in what, what is called the wholesale markets, in, in the capital markets, uh, but l- using those funds to invest in assets that are relatively illiquid in order to gain superior returns. So uh, that works uh, as long as the market is liquid, uh, but once the market loses confidence and therefore is unwilling to roll over the short-term wholesale funding, uh, the entire bank uh, is in trouble. 
And because it involves fundamental changes, as you say, not to the product, yes. but to the revenue and cost structures, yes. is it difficult to implement it? It must be fairly tricky for companies to decide when to do it. That's right. Um, one of the uh, things that we see consistently among incumbent firms is uh, they find it very difficult to innovate their business model, uh, partly because, as, as I mentioned earlier, it's quite difficult to systemically change, I suppose, the revenue and cost structure. Um, and this is partly because because management may be tied to a particular way of doing business. And therefore, to completely change the way they run their business is quite a difficult thing to achieve. And quite often, the other issue is um, there's lack of responsibility within organizations because most of the time, organizations are run functionally, and therefore, there's no one actually responsible across the functions in order to make a systemic change to implement such a business model innovation. But it might come about because you're forced to because a new up-and-coming competitor in the market like Google and Microsoft changes the pricing structure and the product and then forces the established uh, company, say Microsoft, to change its model. That's right. Um, uh, absolutely right. The uh, uh, incumbent firms are quite often forced to change their business model or innovate their business model uh, as a result of new uh, incumbents, uh, sorry, new entrants coming into the market in order to change the business model. But quite often, um, as a result of the issues around identifying whether a business model innovation has taken place is a challenge for a lo- uh, number of these incumbent firms because... If, if we look at the example of the airline industry, when many of the low-cost airlines launched their business model um, in terms of um, having cheaper flights, uh, quite often the large incumbent airlines are unable to identify whether that's just purely a price cut or a radical shift in the way the business has been reconstructed. Um, and, and quite of, often the response is just to cut the price. Um, but it takes a little time for these large incumbents to understand that it requires more than just cutting the price, but a complete reorganization of their business or a business model innovation. Um, And by the time they actually realize that, it can often be too late. But if you're an established company, it's fairly risky to do that, isn't it? It's, It's a very fine decision as to when to change your business model. Yes, um, it, it, is, it is a balance between um, trying to leverage or exploit the current business, which is what is bringing in the immediate revenues, versus changing something uh, which is fairly established and highly risky. Um, therefore, there's a tendency for a l- lot of large incumbent firms to not want to innovate their business model initially. But however, once they find that the revenue stream is dropping very rapidly as a result of an innovation brought in by a new entrant, quite often some of these incumbent firms tend to innovate in a radical manner uh, sometime in the future. So in, in terms of business model innovation, one can innovate the business model in an incremental manner, or they could innovate in a radical manner by changing the game, so to speak. And quite often we find that, uh, and we've seen this in the, in the financial services industry among investment banks in electronic trading where uh, the initial response um, is quite often um, uh, not trying to change the business model, but when they do change it, they try to change it in a revolutionary manner, in a radical manner, and try to change the game. And that's even more risky quite often. 
And business model innovation is a new phenomenon. I believe you've gone back and seen how often it's been mentioned in the press and articles. What's mm -hmm. that research shown? Yes, that we, we are actually currently in the process of um, understanding this whole concept of business model innovation better. And, in, and, and as part of that exercise, we have gone back um, to analyze the usage of the term business models in, in, the, in the popular press, in the financial press, the, the financial, financial Times, the Wall Street Journal, and The Economist. Um, and it's quite interesting because if, if we go back to 1995, there was only probably about um, 10 or 15 uh, mentions of uh, the term business model innovation in these uh, papers. Uh, but more recently, if you look at the more recent uh, year, 2007, there's over 650 to 700 uh, articles that talk about business model innovation. In, in other words, we've got at least two mentions a day. Um, and therefore, the whole concept of business model innovation and the consequences and sources have become such an important aspect for uh, large corporations to think about. In a global economic downturn, does business model innovation have lessons for companies so that they can respond to the challenge of changing their business models? That's right. Um, as, as we move into a, a slower pace of growth or uh, even a recessionary period, it's important for companies to be able to understand how to respond, uh, not just by cutting cost, but perhaps to change the entire business model in order to survive such a downturn. Uh, and therefore, business model innovation, I believe, certainly, it's a very important aspect, especially uh, during these times when we are probably going to go through a slower growth phase. Can it be learnt? Could you get a group of managers in a room today and say, this is business model innovation and this is how you go about implementing it in your company, whether it's small or large? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think um, there are systemic ways in which one can learn how to um, implement a business model innovation. I've actually, um, I'm, I'm studying how a large corporation implemented a business model innovation by looking at some of the internal decision-making processes. Uh, for example, uh, one of the key lessons is that um, a business model innovation requires systemic change, which, which implies that um, decision-making within organizations needs to be more all-inclusive. It needs to be more akin to a committee-based decision-making system because that allows different aspects of the organization to come together in order to make a decision. Secondly, I suppose one of the critical elements is that uh, because business model innovation can have consequences for other parts of the businesses, it's quite often important to make some of these changes in an incremental manner rather than trying to change everything in a very radical uh, sense because that's obviously going to create a lot of resistance within the organization. Um, and, and I suppose from a, a strategic framework, one needs to understand a little better what are the new opportunities that are arising, what kind of customers, who we're serving, when we are serving them, and try to formulate a business model that is uh, profitable within that context, within uh, a cost structure that is feasible, so to speak. So your overall message is go for it. Absolutely. I think uh, it, is, uh, it is important for firms to understand when to uh, innovate their business model, as, as, as also it's important for firms to understand when it's important to protect their current business model. Um, so business model innovation is not always good, uh, but it is important for firms to understand when it's good and when it's perhaps uh, not so good. Dr. Chanda Velu, thank you for talking to me today in this Judge Business School white paper podcast. Thank you very much. Enjoyed it very much today.